comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to the Jersey Shore Podcast. Sure, I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined tonight again, as usual, by Pierce. How are you doing, Pierce? I'm pretty good. I avoided a major crisis with my stomach just uh, by eating dark chocolate. A little tip for you kiddos out there, if you want to eat a gross amount of buffalo food and grease... Buffalo food. Specifically, buffalo sauce-covered food, not buffalo. Well, yes. Well, I don't know. Maybe you really like buffalo. Buffalo is excellent, but that's just not what we're eating. Yes, but anyway, uh, dark chocolate. Try it. It works for me. Settles my stomach, and uh, Jordan doesn't have to suffer tonight. So, well, not yet. But <laughs> yes, um, I am drinking a Red Bull Red Edition, which is uh, these have been out for a little bit now, right? I just I think so. First I'm, time I've tried it. It's cranberry Red Bull, and it's actually really good. Is it? I really like this. Hmm. I'm not. Yeah, I'm more of a monster guy. I'm not, but even that, I don't drink very often. So, Ooh, I've got a blueberry one here sitting here too. I can't wait to get to that. But that's. That's really good. Um, so tonight, Pierce. Well, like I'm telling Pierce what we're doing. It was his <laughs> it idea. was my idea. So. so why don't you tell everybody what we're talking about? Because it was your idea. All right. Yeah. So your childhood. It was probably rosy and wonderful looking back on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, parts of it, I'm sure it were. Um, <laughs> I'd certainly rather be a child than an adult. I will give you that. Yes, exactly. But I guess the topic tonight... And, and adult is in gigantic neon flashing air quotes, but... Well, yeah, I mean, regardless. Uh, you know, so tonight would really be kind of just looking at the statement of, can you go back home? Can you go back to... Uh, As we sit on my porch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so can you go back to those things uh, from your childhood that were wonderful, and do they hold up to today? What things did hold up, what things yeah, don't hold exactly. up. Exactly. You know. So I guess I'll just go ahead and dive right in with yeah, uh, what inspired this. You could, like um, to start, go right ahead. So... Jurassic Park just came out in theaters in 3D, and mm-hmm. to most people, I'm sure they didn't care. It, whatever. Um, um, Jurassic Park's a big movie for people. I mean, it was in theaters for over a year, I believe, when it was first released. And well, that's exactly it for me. I actually, it was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. I was, in fact, three. So you can let that say about my parents what you will. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and I, my actually earliest memory is hiding bet- between. Uh, the seats and just, just staring at the little crack in the movie chair seats uh, during the kitchen scene with the raptors. And so the movie was definitely part of my childhood. I own all three. Um, and, you know, so I was like, oh, the first movie I ever saw in theaters and it's in, you know, IMAX. I should jump on it. And so my dad and I actually went uh, last week and I went and saw it. And I, 50-50 holds up and doesn't hold up. Like, there were a couple inconsistencies. Now, was that because you got to see the entire screen this time, or did you still have a chance? <laughs> yes, as opposed to, like, that one little sliver. No, um, I think it's just me as as a movie observer now, and having kind of been educated, having taken a couple film classes, been to a film camp, like, you know, I noticed different cuts of things, different, you know... Well, and before we started recording, you were, when you were giving this example to me... You mentioned, like, a lot of continuity-type errors. Yeah, so, like, at one point, you know, when Dr. Grant first sees the, uh, um, 
the dinosaurs for the first time, he's like overwhelmed, he, he's on the ground, and then at one point he falls over on the ground. Well, right before he does, I notice his butt has grass stains all over it, which means they did several cuts before this, at, uh, you know, and they, before they finally got the final. And so it's just little things like that didn't hold up, but I think overall it did. Now, I don't know if they touched up the CGI at all for the IMAX and for the re-release. That's a good question. I do not know um, either. I don't, but if they didn't, then it's still very impressive. And I know you and I have had conversations about before that, um, other than the Gallimimus... Um, the Gallimimus hurt is like the one weak point, in my opinion, as a non-visual effects person, yeah. engineer, you know, whatever. That's the the one effect for me that doesn't hold up. I'm, yeah. I'm constantly amazed. Whenever I see Jurassic Park on, t- on TV and HD or whatever, except for, like we said, the Gallimimus heard scene. Yeah. Pretty much everything holds up really well in terms of effects. And not only does it hold up really well as, hey, this movie's old, the effects don't look half bad, they look a lot better than things that came out just a couple years ago. Yeah, you know, and not not exclusively. There's of course things that look as good, and for me, the thing about Jurassic Park that really holds up in the CG, and I was telling Pierce this before, is the quality of the skin. The skin on the dinosaurs and the other things, it's not overly reflective, and that's often my my problem with a exactly. lot of CG things. The skin just reflects too much light, and in Jurassic Park, yes, I know it was a combination of CG and puppets and things like that. And the animatronics were spectacular as well. Yeah, exactly, but but the skin absorbed that light, and it had a realistic, lizard-like skin look to it, It and that really sold it. So much better than many things that have come out since then, where everything's just... Just too shiny. Not not super shiny. Yeah. Except for, like, C-3PO in, in Revenge of the Sith. Um, <laughs> but everything's just a little too shiny. And in Jurassic Park, for whatever reason, they got that right. And granted, they got it right. I don't know. Dinosaurs could have been super shiny, for all I know. Yeah, well, yeah. But it could have been bright. felt yeah. right. It exactly. felt right in how it looked. And so for me... It, it felt re- reptilian, which is exactly, yeah, the, the, yeah. the point. That, that's, um, it, it, that always really does amaze me every time I yeah. see it. And I like Jurassic Park. I didn't really have any desire to see it in theaters again. I don't know. Again, it's just got a special place for, for, in, in you know my heart. And I will say, it did lose some of his magic. You know, the Triceratops scene was always my favorite, because, you know, my favorite dinosaur was the Triceratops Which don't exist. Whatever. I I still claim that they do. I'm fine with the brontosaurus not being a thing, whatever, say what you will. (laughs) But Triceratops, that was a dinosaur. Yeah, and so, it did lose a little magic for me. You know, I didn't didn't look at it and go, wow, dinosaur. I'm like, oh, that's a good piece of animatronic right there. And so, it did lose a little... Part of that is because you're not three. Why? Yeah, I true, but still, I didn't get lost in it. But I think overall, story wise, you know, I'm able to glean a lot more. You know, the genetics and life finds a way, and you know, a little bit more of the science behind it. And one thing I actually didn't notice before until uh, I read online before I watched the movie that scene where he he has the two female belt buckles. As I'm trying to you know demonstrate for Jordan, is none of none of you can see. Uh, he has the two female belt buckles, and the and he ties it together in the in the helicopter because they won't connect. But life finds a way, and so that's the whole point, that all the dinosaurs are supposed to be female, but life finds a way. Ah, oh, that is clever. Yeah, it not that a nice little touch? I never really thought about that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a lot of the little things did hold up. So overall, I would, I would definitely say uh, Jurassic Park did hold up, uh, you know, at least in you know, my perspective on that one. So. Uh, I, will, I will follow that up then with yeah. something for me that has held up, and, and granted, held up to me when I was about 20, because I haven't gone back since and revisited, I'd like to, I just yeah. haven't yet. But, uh, so I am a, I mean, I was born in the 80s, but I'm really a 90s kid. Yeah. I was born in 87, so 
I don't have too many memories of the eighties. <laughs> One or two. You didn't have a Devo songs. hat or yeah. Or no, anything. I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, I think I had a rat tail at one point. Ugh. Just just like a slight one when I was a little little kid, like three or whatever. And I used to wear a lot of sweater vests, which I don't understand <laughs> at all. Nope. But anyway, this is before I was dressing myself, so <laughs> pre-17. No. Uh, <laughs> so one of the things I really loved growing up was a show that debuted, I believe, in 1995. I don't know on that one. I'm pretty sure it was 95 because before I even saw the show, which I was not technically allowed to watch, but that's beside yeah, the point. Well. Um, I got some of the toys. The first toy I got, and I know I'm being vague here, but yes, you are. was Pterosaur. And I believe that was in 1995. I don't know. Uh, and then I, the next one I got was Razor Beast. And then after that, I forget exactly which the next one I got, but I had a ton of Beast Wars Transformers toys. And I know Transformers purists, lots of them, yeah. were like, this is just, this isn't my G1, this isn't my G2, this is <laughs> There's no humans that are dying left and right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You know, and, and fine. I understand that. But for me, this was the Transformers show I I grew up on. I had so many of the toys. I had Optimal Optimus. I had, um, from Beast Machines, I had the, the Supreme Cheetor that was like three foot tall. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was the it was the um, Fortress Maximus of my era. So that's, you know, and I had all, and I didn't have all of them, but I had a lot of them, and I would buy them with my own allowance money and whatever. Yeah. And I, I had tons of these. So, for me, Beast Wars and Beast Machines, to a lesser extent, because as a younger kid, I mean, at that point, I would probably, when Beast Machines was on, I was probably, like, 11, 12, 13, somewhere in there. That one I didn't like as much as Beast Wars, but yeah. it was still the same characters, so so I, I really enjoyed the show growing up, and so then eventually, you know, you get older, you have, you know, expendable income, you have to drive, <laughs> and hey, they're they're putting out... DVDs of old shows now, and I found it, I think it was Circuit City before they went out of business, I found one of the seasons on DVD, and then I ended up buying the other seasons on DVD, so I now, I own all of Beast Wars and Beast Machines on DVD, hmm. and I was like, well, this is, I love this show, so let's go back and see if it holds up, because I, I really did, yeah. and so the first season, the first two-thirds of season one, let's say, the first half, not really. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, this was early TV CG. I mean, it was still... Uh, not I, not even the CG, time. I think, was the problem. But there was but, a lot of problems with the CG, but very yeah. simplistic plots, which, hey, yeah. hey, old school Transformers plan fans, that's what you were getting back in, you know, in the 80s, in, and, you know, and, and that's not to knock it, but, you know, Transformers, just like G.I. Joe or a lot of these other shows, were literally 30-minute toy commercials. Yeah, more or less, yeah. You know. But the, but I will say they had better characters than the first several episodes of, of Beast Wars. I, well, I mean, the characters certainly didn't emerge at that point, but yeah. they, were, they were just toy commercials, and to be honest, not very good ones, because due to the limitations of CG at the time, it's a lot easier to add in a two-dimensional new character. You just draw oh, them. Oh, yeah, it's a little thing. And in 1995 television CG... It was very hard for them to add new characters. They might add one or two new ones a season. Well, yeah, that's why they only... I think the originals only had like three or four on each side, right? I think it might have been five. Okay. You know, in the first episode, I think it was Dinobot switches sides, so you, you get some oh, of that yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even with the toys, but in the show and with the toys, a lot of times, repaints were the way they went. You know, you have Cheetor, so you bring in Tigatron, who is the same character exactly. model with a slightly different face. And 
hey, that's really cheap, you know. And, yeah. and that's not Tanaka. But so the first, most of the first season, it's like, okay, whatever. But by the end of the first season, they started to research G1 and G2 and try to tie mm-hmm. it in. They turned that show, I don't want to say they turned it around, but they turned it into a legitimately plot-driven toy commercial. Still a toy commercial, but yeah. they turned it into this plot-driven thing that they turned in, that they tied back into G1 and, and G2, and, or at least G1, I'm not sure about G2, because I don't know all the, the minutiae of that, but they tied it back into the old stuff, they tied it back into the old characters, they had large overarching, and they saw their one-offs, but they had large interlocking plots that went on for whole seasons and for multiple episode arcs, building towards a payoff, which when Beast Machines ended, payoff, and then, or Beast Wars, rather, and then Beast Machines was kind of a new direction, which I actually thought, in retrospect, was even better. Like, I didn't like it much as a kid, but as an, as an eight, mm. and as a 20-ish year old, yeah. it held up way better than I remembered it. Like, it was actually really interesting, and for a cartoon, for a kid's cartoon, had some interesting things to say and some interesting topics to delve into of different Eastern philosophies and stuff that just weren't part of the rest of it. And yeah. I know I continued to watch Transformers after Beast Machines ended with... Uh, Transformers Armada maybe was the next I one? I can't remember which exactly the progression was, but Armada Armada was the, the mini-cons, right? I'm not sure. There was a couple in a row that only lasted like a season. Yeah. And for me, even as a kid, it was like, wow, this is just not as good. And not in a, not in a, uh, or hopefully not in a, I like the thing I grew up with. Because I was yeah. still growing up with it, but it was, it was a difference in tone and plot and delivery to a very... Japanese style, which is yeah. fine, but it was almost exclusively one-offs. The The basic plot of every episode was more or less the same. It was like Power Rangers, you know, the, the basic plot of 99% of Power Rangers episodes, and you know this as a Power Rangers fan, yes. is exactly. identical, which is Oh, fine, I gotta fight this guy. Oh, I gotta beat it. Oh, when, I gotta when, overcome this when guy. When I'm six years old and can recognize that the plot of every episode is identical, yeah. that's kind of a problem. And so for me, it was like... Not only did I really love Beast Wars and Beast Machines, mostly Beast Wars as a kid, but then going on to these next series where it was like, oh, wow, there's nothing to this. There's really nothing to this at all. It was nice to be able to go back to Beast Wars and Beast Machines as a, again, air quotes, adult, you know, 21, 20, somewhere in there, and see that most of Beast Wars really does actually hold up, and Beast Machines really holds up as well within the limitations of it being a toy commercial, within the limitations of it being early television CGI and and the limitations of what they could do with their budgets. Even with it, I I really did enjoy them. There's some really awesome moments in there, and how they tied it into the Voyager expedition, I think it was, with the golden discs that were set up in the space. And... And they tied that back into G1. You had Ravage showing up and the Tripredicus Council. <laughs> and and the when you have... So, and, and, I'm sorry, we've probably lost like half the listeners at this point. Okay, so let's bring it back a little bit and say when they get to the point, and I think it was season three, when all of a sudden they're uncovering the arc with G1 Optimus, G1 Bumblebee, G, and G1 Megatron, all these characters, all the original yeah. characters in as CG in this show. I mean, most of them were... Um, offline, so they didn't have to like, like get the voice actors and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But just to have them tie, that was some cool stuff, especially as a kid. But even as an adult, to see now, and it's it's almost a negative to say this, but they didn't have to do that. 
They didn't have to work that hard to tie it back into old shows and make it something that older fans of the original stuff would like because they were selling those toys for years just fine. They could have made it a kid's show. But I feel like, at least for other Transformers I've seen since that, since then, and there's been a couple series I haven't really seen as much of, that was the last one that I saw where they actively worked to make it able to appeal to younger and older audiences with more sophisticated plots and character development that went over three, four years for some of these characters, I was actually really impressed. Again, some things didn't hold up. Yeah. But most of it's pretty cool, you know. We've hit on on something quite a bit of, you know, you mentioned it, you know, being an adult and be like, oh, only the things I like are good. Which, I mean, me speaking just for myself, you know, I, I podcast with people older than me. Yeah, I, I generally, except for for this particular group of friends, I generally hold out, hang out with people that are older than me, and and I'm not pointing fingers at anybody in particular. Because oh, yeah. actually, I think the guys at the LOD are pretty good about not being that way. But it really does bother me on some level where oh, all the new music sucks, all the new movies yeah. sucks, all the new toys suck. No, they're just you're just older. <laughs> yeah, and all, you know, the new music sucks just as much as the old music sucked. You remember the 2% of the stuff from that era that you liked, mm-hmm. and you forgot the 98% of it that was crap. And it's the same thing now, and it will be the same thing in 10 years, and it was the same thing 30 years ago, and it will be the same exactly. thing for 30 years. And it, it, at a certain point, it's just like, just let things be. Find the 2% of stuff now that you enjoy, yeah, exactly. and celebrate enjoying it, and don't just live your life as a person who hates everything that's new. You know, don't focus <laughs> on the 98% of stuff that doesn't do anything for you, be really happy that there's a whole 2% of stuff that's really cool and speaks directly to you. Yeah. Now, now here, here's a question, though. How do you... And that's Jordan's philosophy corner for this week. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, Jordan's little rat of the day. Um, I've had caffeine. What do you want from me? <laughs> um, how do you then, using your example, or going back to Jurassic Park, um, talking about how the third movie sucks or whatever, you know, because a lot of people... I, I don't honestly hate the third movie. I don't hate it either, but... I've only seen it like twice... It didn't yeah. do a lot for me, but I didn't hate it. But a lot of people, you know, not don't care for it. Uh, what? How do you explain to someone that, in a tactful way that your thing that you grew up with is actually better? So, my, wait, 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 give well, me a little more. Give, but like, all right, so let's go with your example. You know, talking about how Armada. Let's use Armada because I'm pretty sure that was the one with the mini cons and one of the kids like, "Yay, my mini con turns into a scooter." I'm like, "Okay, good for you." Um, how do you how do you go about saying like, "Oh, you really like that?" Okay, Beast Wars is actually better. Like, I mean, from from my point of view, yeah, there's no reason to do that because look, I, uh, we we like different things. We like a lot yeah. of the same things, Pierce and I. But we 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 like a lot of the same things. We like a lot of different things. And there's things you like that I don't, and vice versa. Yeah, and and but we're not talking about that. We're talking about with like two different generations here. With but within a track, so you know, for me, if if some kid, whatever, some some six year old, eight year old kid loves Armada or Energon or whichever is the current one on television right now, mm-hmm. great. What do I need to convince them other? They enjoy something. I don't need to convince them that the thing that they enjoy is bad or not as good as the thing I enjoyed. Well, I'm not... I'm not... Okay. I can I still approach them and be like, hey, if you like that, you should check out this one. And if they like it, great. If they don't, great. As long as they enjoy something that isn't murdering people <laughs> or mutilating <laughs> If you animals, really like murdering, man, I gotta, yeah, I gotta I wait for you. I can't really stand behind that. <laughs> but if you enjoy something, 
and it's not hurting other people, and particularly media, media, hopefully, whatever your media choices are, aren't hurting other people, great. I don't need to like Twilight, but the fact that my sister does doesn't (laughs) bother me. She can love it. Great. She doesn't, she didn't really love Watchmen. Fantastic. Okay, but see, that, that's different. Okay. That, or you can't, you can't compare Twilight and Watchmen. Sure I I can, and and that I'm saying she loves one and I love the other. I'm talking about within the same track of something. Okay. Solely within the same track. I know people who love the Tim Burton Batman. And, or, I'll take it back even farther. I went to school with a girl, very nice girl, who loved the 1966 Batman TV show and couldn't stand the Nolan versions. Yeah. I am a huge fan of the Nolan versions and I actually kind of like the 66 show. I mean, it's not like my favorite thing in the world, but I do enjoy it on some level. I don't need to convince her that she should like the Nolan version. Uh, okay, All right. you, 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 I think you're, you're, you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I, I definitely am that. Okay, I'm not saying convince. I'm not saying, like, let, let's go back to your, your Beast Wars, you know, example. I'm not saying you need to walk up to the kid that, that likes Armada, shove him in the, you know, ground, make him eat dirt until he says Beast Wars is best. No, I, I'm simply talking about, like, if Beast Wars doesn't really, does truly have a depth of story, a depth of character development, I would at least think, that I, you know, someone who loves Transformers and, you know, like a, a little kid that's like, yeah, I love Transformers. You know, my prerogative would be then to show them Transformers that is really good. You know, so like if someone starts reading comics and they, they, they like Batman, so let's go with Batman. But they're reading whatever Detective Comics is out right now. I don't know what the... I'm know. pretty sure people really like uh, is that, I can't, Scott I don't, Snyder's work on Batman right now. Okay, like, I don't I know really what... really like it. I'm trying to think and of... I've, I've heard good things. I haven't gotten a chance to read it yet, but okay. I, I hear nothing but okay. good. Well, then let's come up with blank bad Batman... Well, not, not amazing Batman comic acts, but you're a Batman aficionado and you have every uh, trade paperback there is. Like, to me, I would take the prog and be like, oh, you like Batman? Here's this really quality Batman stuff. You know, yeah, you like this this title, but here's some stuff that's got some real quality to it. And so almost like a presenting them with the stuff that's top shelf quality. Well, I think you're 90% of the way there. I think the problem, my only problem with your approach there is you're like, oh, you like this? Let me show you something that's actually good, as opposed to what I would hopefully would do, and granted, yeah. Maybe in the maybe in the moment I would do something different, but hopefully I would be able to go. Oh, you're enjoying Batman comics? Check out this one. This is considered one of the best Batman stories ever written. You might enjoy it. You can. Uh, I think my my real message here. Uh, I don't know why this is turning into a soapbox. I was about to say well, this, is, this. Yeah, you're you're on the right here. But is you can appreciate and sing the praises of propagate stuff you like. Without demonizing the things that aren't for you. Oh yeah, I'm not. So yeah. so you can be. Hey, you like Batman? You should really check out this story. I really enjoyed this one. And maybe they like it, and maybe they don't. Maybe they want to discuss what they liked and didn't like with you, and maybe oh, they yeah. don't. But you can do that without being like because obviously the one you're reading right now sucks. <laughs> you know, not saying yeah. that's what you're doing, but I'm saying even without intoning, well, then this one's re- this one's so much better. This one you can say this one's really good without saying it's so much better. You know what I mean? You're right for the most part, but I think there are some things that you can objectively compare, you know, being better than others. No, because it's all subjective. It's art. True. It is all art. I, I would definitely agree and, with that. And if someone likes the 1966 Batman TV show or the 1989, I think, Tim Burton movie. Tim Burton's 89, yeah. Better than 
which no is sad because it's as old as I am. But anyway. <laughs> or more than Nolan stuff, or likes only likes the Burton one and doesn't like Nolan, or sixty six, or only like sixty six and doesn't like Burton one. Yeah, fine. They found something they oh, like, yeah. and I'm fine with that. Oh yeah, no, but but again, those are completely different things. To compare those three, there are th- three versions of Batman throughout the years. Yeah, three completely different versions of Batman. Yeah, yeah, one goofy. Pretty goofy, still goofy, <laughs> and then I'm so good, but like you know, I can't do that voice at all. But anyway, um, I was at the I'm a bat, but uh, um, yeah. So I just is said, it a helicopter? Is it a helicopter? Is it both? <laughs> I heard her say. I heard Rachel say. <laughs> uh, check out the college humor Batman videos; they're pretty amazing. They're fantastic. <laughs> At least the first couple. The last couple I didn't dig as much. The, the, but the, the one with, with Talia, everyone sings its praises. I'm like, it's it's good, but the, I think the first two are, are, are funnier. In my I opinion. thought it was okay. But Back to opinions. Um, uh, but I mean, uh, that, that to me, I mean, just like, yeah. okay, there wasn't as much time, bet- there was almost no time between Beast Wars, Beast Machines, and Armada, but I really prefer one. But yeah. I don't need to demonize the other. I know, I'm not talking about... And, that, and that, that's just my personality. Yeah. And it comes from... I used to be... And we don't talk religion or politics on this episode. Real religion or, or politics. Or on, yeah. on this, on this, yeah. on this uh, podcast. Cthulhu's fine. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> wait, wait, are you calling Cthulhu fake? No. <laughs> but a lot of that, uh, for me, is because I used to be a very political person. And I could debate politics with you till three in the morning. And you know what? The only thing I walk away from in that is a headache. I'm not going to change your mind. You're not going to change my mind. And I'm just going to get angry at you. Not you specifically, although yeah, it has it happened. It has happened, yes. But, you know, in general. And so for me, as I got older, again, giant air quotes, <laughs> I just kind of realized I can believe something and something else, and this is the, the world's easiest concept, so it's not like I'm you know saying anything profound here, but I can like something or I can think one way and you can think something different and I don't need to lose any sleep over it. Yeah, I, I completely come, understand where you're coming because from. Because I'm, I'm losing sleep in so many... <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, you don't get any sleep in the first place. So, but, no, I'm coming at more from, like, a, a training up approach. Like, you know, less of a, your stuff's crap, kid. Here's, here's some good stuff you need to go in a corner and read and come back to me when you actually know what you're talking about. But, no, more like a, look, I love this stuff like you do, and I want you to know the full extent of what this stuff has to offer. And so, but again, you can let me show with... you my Pokemons. Pretty much is what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, good lord! Hey, um, I, I almost went to that topic. I was like, mm, I could start talking about that holding up, but uh, no. But I, I, I just keep going yeah. back to the same place. You can do that with saying, "Hey, this is something I really enjoyed in this arena. Check it out." Without and because it's so much better than what you're doing. Let them make that decision for themselves. Because guess what? They might read both and still prefer the version that they started with. <laughs> there's no reason to lose sleep over it because they're oh, not wrong about what over. they enjoy. They enjoy it, fantastic. If more people could enjoy, could focus on the things they enjoy in this world and not focus on the things that they don't like, much happier place. Fair enough. So we got off topic. So that brings us to the legalization of marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> Please, <laughs> yeah, my word. Uh, no. Pokemon, no. Um, hey, if you want to, if you want to talk about it, fine. I, I won't have much to add. I was about to say I could I could talk about how that whether or not that holds up. Um, what about Digimon? 
Oh, I, hey, I'm actually one of those guys that likes both. I know I that's actually the designs of Digimon a lot as a kid. I did, and I actually felt like at, at least the TV show goes, Digimon had more complex stories. Pokemon was more like, I'm going to beat you. Like, exactly what we were talking about with the, with the almost very Japanese, like, oh, I have to come and, over. And, and it's, not, it's not limited to Japanese, because, I mean, really, if you want to delve into Japanese storytelling, there is some super deep and complex oh, yeah. stuff. But it's but, more just that... The children's programming they put that out between the Power Rangers, the Pokemon, it was the same. A lot of the stuff that made its way over here, it was translatable into, it was translatable to U.S. audiences because it was so simple. The stuff that's really good doesn't come over here, yeah. <laughs> for the most part, you know. But yeah, so I always felt Digimon had slightly more complex. I like the system where they can turn into different ones, you know, depending on you know how they're treated. And I do not remember very much of that show. I I have a really good memory for stuff like that. It's kind of sad, but anyway. So the Pokemon games. Um, I'm kind of a canon junkie, and I think you know that about me. Like, And I am as well for different things. Uh, I'm a huge Star Wars canon guy. And... But I also am a sucker for fan theories. And uh, I actually just restarted, because I, I do own a, one of every generation of Pokemon games. Okay? You didn't have um, to admit that. I, well, I'm proud of it. Um, and to the, much to the chagrin of my girlfriend. Um, <laughs> especially in public. But anyway. And I was like, oh, well, let me just break out yellow. See if it holds up. But I also did a lot of reading on fan theories. And uh, the biggest fan, one of the biggest fan theories out there right now is that it points out you don't have a dad, your rival doesn't have parents, and, and you and, your, and his sister and he are being raised by his grandfather. Really the only adults are hikers, bikers, mad scientists, and gang members. The, are the only adult males. There's a lot of old men and a lot of women all over the place. And Lieutenant Sir talks about being in a war. And so the, the thought is that you are the first generation being raised after a war. And oh, I thought you were going to say everybody's dead. <laughs> Everybody is dead. You are a ghost. No. And so playing through Pokemon again with that idea in mind, in that you, you lost your dad in a war, like, and that's the world that you live in, a post-war world... It kind of takes war in which, or, or a pro world in which Pokemon have eaten most of the adults. Well, there's that too because I'm pretty sure that's probably a problem they have to deal with. <laughs> um, but and like the you know the organized crime rate's so high, the cops aren't able to do anything. Like when you play through, it takes a completely different tone, and in that way, it really holds up. Um, so you're, you're you're able to supplement your experience. With more than just nostalgia, but a new Egg, lens to look at. Exactly. One okay. that I, I think really fits well in the world that they've, you know, created. So, you know, my plan is actually to play through them all again in, you know, game order. And see if it kind of holds up with the rest. And I think, from my memory, the, the, the others have a lot more storyline to them, a lot more plot, and a lot more gameplay mechanics. But as far as the first generation goes... It, it actually does hold up for the awful graphics in it had. <laughs> well, I mean, but, it's Game Boy. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, yeah. it, there was li I mean, not to say there weren't beautiful Game Boy games, but it was just, it was, it's limited by its exactly. processing power. Exactly. I don't Are you just a game guy for Pokemon, or you, did you watch the show? Does the show hold up to you? The show, the show doesn't hold up to I did watch a couple of the uh, original episodes again. Did Ash ever become the very best that there ever was? Uh, not like no one ever was. Um, <laughs> like no one ever was. <laughs> Which it, the, the, the show, yeah, just kind of reached this point where how has no one ever heard of this kid? Like he's literally beaten everyone in every continent because ever. He's a ghost. Well, that's actually that's actually one of the fan theories. I know. I, I ran across it on Reddit the other day, and it was like, 
don't care. <laughs> yeah, we're basically, for those of you who don't know, he, there's like two different ways, but in like one of the first episodes, he like gets seriously injured, and either he goes into a comatose state, and that's why he's ten forever, and he just goes on adventures, or he's actually a ghost, and yeah, but anyway, um, who willed himself to live, or whatever. But, yeah, so it really doesn't hold up just because, like we said, it has the very traditional, I have to overcome this. Oh, I didn't. Oh, I have another opportunity to train hard and overcome it. Oh, I overcome it this time. Not to mention, Brock is a very perverted individual. Would you go back? If you ever go back, Brock, wow, Brock is creepy. Like, he hits on every female. It is the most inappropriate thing in that show. But, um, yeah, it was... It, He's basically it, Taco from the League, right? Yeah, yeah, more or less. Or our friend Russ. Less drugs, but yeah, pretty, well, <laughs> less drugs than Taco, not not Russ. <laughs> Sorry, Russ, we're not calling you a druggie, don't worry. It would explain a lot. It, it would explain a good amount, like the drug rug that you owed. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to choke on your drink, I'm like, I'm not certified anymore, so I don't think I can save you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so overall I'd say 50-50. Show? No. Games, I think, definitely do hold up, so break out your old Game Boys and... And find your reds and blues and yellows. So. so I think we're pretty much to the end of this episode, but now I'm thinking we should find something that we both enjoyed as a kid. That didn't hold up? No, 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 no. But we need to find something, and maybe our maybe listeners can tweet us or, or send me an email or whatever in to, to, with suggestions. In the future, because this is the past. Yes. Um, but we need to find something that has a small scope, like it only ran for a season, or it was only one book, or it was only one game or something that we both enjoyed as kids. Yeah. And both go back to it and see whether it held up. Something that neither of us has revisited in a long time. Hmm. And, I, I'd be, and may, maybe we never find out what that thing is. But yeah. I, I'd be curious if we could both find something at the same time that we both enjoyed. Maybe I think it holds up and you don't, or vice versa. Listeners, if you have any ideas, uh, I was born in 87, Pierce 89. Yeah. Something in that, in the 90s. Not or, from Nickelodeon. We're not doing anything from Nickelodeon. I could watch a few episodes of Legends of the Hidden Temple or something. Okay, maybe one of the live action, but if any of you say Rugrats, you're getting booted from whatever it is. <laughs> um, I never, never watched Rugrats as a kid, never did anything I, for I, me. Yeah, I never did anything for Doug me. Doug was the same way. Yeah, people were like, yeah, Patty Mayonnaise. I'm like, okay. Um, but uh, send in suggestions. You yeah, know, exactly. that Yours could be the key. So I think that's it for this episode. Yeah. Have a good week, everybody. Later. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at jordan at legionofdudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N at legionofdudes.com. Or follow me on Twitter at Jordan FRM Jersey.